Welcome to Content Etc, a podcast to help you work through the challenges of marketing your creative small business. I'm your host, journalist and copywriter Michelle Gately from Word by Word Storytelling. I want to help you feel really excited about the content marketing process so you can feel confident in it and know that it's not just something else to cross off your to-do list. I'm all about the gentle and sustainable growth, so if you're after quick hacks and one-size-fits-all templates, then this is not the place for you. My mission is to help you create content marketing that's actually interesting, feels and sounds authentic, not just like a sales robot, and has just a little sprinkle of strategic magic. I want to help you feel really great about your content so that you can show your dream clients why you're their perfect match. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Content Etc. Today's episode is a little companion to the previous one where I shared some questions to help you understand your dream people a little better. So as I said in that episode, knowing who you're speaking to is the most important part of creating captivating content that really connects with the people you want to work with. There was a lot of C words there, wasn't there? (laughs) Um, But that is exactly what I'm going to be talking to you about through this episode. So if you're not yet crystal clear on who you want to speak to, I suggest popping back to that episode, working through that first. And for this episode to really help, you'll also need to be able to define your marketing content pillars. And I've also done an episode on how to work those out. So you can scroll back in the feed to listen to that if you need. And this is going to be broken down into a couple of parts of a planning process. So feel free to like pause and come back with pen and paper in hand ready to plan out some content or listen to it and then plan away after. So the first part of the process is really to get a bunch of ideas down on the page. So one of the easiest ways that I find of doing this is to sort of have one page of paper or like one page of my notebook uh, for each content pillar. And then basically writing down as many ideas as possible under those headings and not thinking yet about content platforms or anything, literally just topics and ideas and things that you could talk about under those headings. It can help for this to set a timer if, like me, your mind just wanders. Um, Sometimes having the pressure of a timer can help you just get the ideas out without getting sidetracked too much. Um, Don't overthink the ideas at this stage. You just want to get them down on paper. And if you are finding yourself a bit stuck for ideas here or the thought of doing this is like, really scary then a few places that I would go to is your past content things that have worked well for you or um, things that you have been really happy with Um, look at other ways you can repurpose that or how you could approach that topic with like a new angle Um, and you can also think about the questions that people ask you about your offers or about your niche. How could you speak to them? You can head to Google or Pinterest and do a few searches for like broad search terms within your niche and see what comes up. And then it's always worth looking 
at the people also search for sections or like the suggested sections because it can sort of help you think of new ideas. And if the ideas you're writing down are really broad, um, like blogging for your business, um, if you want to sort of get even more ideas out and get quite granular, then some questions you could ask yourself are things like, what are the myths around this that I could challenge? Is there an unpopular or strong opinion that I could share? What are the basic things you need to know about this? What things could I teach people how to do within this topic? What are some resources or tools I could recommend within this topic? And then when you've got a bunch of raw ideas on your paper, categorize roughly by what content pillar they could sort of fit into. We're actually going to put them to one side for the moment. And I'm going to explain some of the things that I think are at play when I look at creating content that really speaks to your dream client, really connects with them. The first thing that I usually consider is the journey from someone finding you to working with you or buying from you. And generally speaking, there are four stages to the buyer's journey. So the first is awareness. Someone's becoming aware that they might have a problem or there's something that they might want to change. Two is consideration. So your audience can sort of define their problem and they're actively looking for solutions. The third stage is decision. After evaluating options, your audience can decide on something as the name suggests, um, and they know what's going to help them solve that problem or achieve the transformation that they're looking for. And then the fourth stage is actually after they've bought from you, and that is loyalty. So long-term relationships where people keep working with you or buying from you and recommending you to other people. So that is just as important as actually getting them there in the first place is to continue nurturing those relationships. And the reason I think it's important to keep this in mind as you're creating content is because you often need to slightly tailor the messaging or the platform based on where people are in that journey. And I always sort of combine that thinking with a purpose for each content in terms of what I want it to do for my business. So generally, I would say there are three main areas of focus for content or three main purposes for creating content. The first would be attracting new people or growing your visibility. And that's content that helps new people find you through search or shares. So I would say that this podcast is partly that for me. But it's also falling into the second purpose, which is connecting or nurturing. And that's providing context for your brand and what you do through storytelling, building relationships and encouraging people to join your mailing list where you can further build those relationships. So some episodes of the podcast like this one might be more about attraction and search visibility and things like that. And others like one I shared a few weeks ago about some reminders. Um, I'll link it in the, the notes. That for me was more about nurturing my audience and, and really sharing more about me and my brand values. And then the third sort of purpose 
Very important one, something we all need to be doing but might find a little bit scary is converting or promoting. And this is content that is directly selling. Telling people how they can buy from you or work with you and importantly, why you are the one for them. So I want you to keep those things in mind as we plan because you want to weave that into each piece of content. That's going to help shape the message that you're sharing and potentially also the platform you're choosing to share it on. Now to actually planning the content. So I like to break it down into macro and micro content. Essentially, that's the content on platforms you own like blogs, podcasts, YouTube, email, versus the content you're sharing in a social sense, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, if that's your thing. Um, Now, go back and grab that list of ideas that you had because we're going to need that for the next part as we plan your macro content. And that's those longer form pieces of content. So the first step is to look at the time frame you're planning for. Most likely it's going to be for a quarter for these bigger pieces of content because you're not going to be doing them every single day, obviously. The second step is to work out how many pieces of content you want to publish within that time frame and on which platforms. For example, if you publish a blog post each week, you'll need 12 fleshed out ideas. If you want to do one blog a month and a podcast each week, you'll need a total of 16 pieces across those two platforms, if my maths is correct. Now, is email part of your macro content or your micro content? For me, it is one of my main marketing channels. So I plan it as a macro piece of content, something I put a lot of um, sort of energy and thought into as a main piece of content. And then I'll work out how to repurpose those emails into social media later. But it can also fit across both because I'll also have emails that help share and repurpose things like blog posts. So it sort of depends on the context of the email. So once you've worked out the number of pieces of content you need and across which platforms, go back to those ideas and pull out the ones you feel could fit those platforms and start making a short list. Now, I do think you need to approach planning content and creating it in a different headspace, but it's going to be really helpful right now if you can give yourself a bit of a framework or some notes around these ideas so that when you're ready to create, you can literally select one idea and start drafting rather than trying to sit there and remember what you thought that you were going to say. And trust me, speaking from experience on that one. So whether you're planning with pen and paper or using something like Notion, I recommend giving yourself a space where you can write a few notes for each idea. And I'm going to give you some questions that I find helpful thinking about when I'm planning. You don't have to like literally write down every single one, but these are things that I would have in my head when I'm planning. So what's the purpose of this content for my business? Is it attracting people, nurturing relationships or promoting your offers? And where is the person I'm speaking to within the buyer journey? So as I said, just like with purpose, there could be some crossover. There might be some people who are becoming aware of a problem and looking for something to help. It's just a bit of a guide 
don't be like super rigid about it. Um, so how will this piece of content meet my audience's needs and support them? So this is why it's so important to know your dream people, where they're having problems, what they're looking for solutions for, because then you can know that your content is meeting that need. And three, what's the one thing that I want people to remember or know from this piece of content? Basically, the one key message you're sharing in a simple sentence. I would also use this section to sort of jot down a rough outline of key points if it's like a blog post or a podcast, for example, um, and make a note of any like personal experiences. I think I could share something to hopefully prompt my memory later and not leave me staring and going, what did I mean by that? Um, (laughs) And if I have any particular research later, I come across an article I want to link, I'll often go back and like add that. I like doing that in Notion so I can just go back add that stuff later and I will say this is probably the most time consuming part of planning you could break this down to like one month at a time if you wanted because you know if you're doing a lot of different types of content a whole quarter might seem like too much Um, but trust me you will be so grateful to your past self when it comes to actually making the content and asking yourself those questions about the customer journey and the purpose within your business is also going to help you feel more confident that you're not just posting for the sake of it, but you've got a real eye on the strategy for your business and you know how it feeds back into your goals and the offers that you're promoting. So after doing that for your macro content, basically repeat the same process for the micro content. So come up with the timeline that you're planning for, work out how many pieces of content you want to post and on what platforms. So this time when you're planning your micro content, remember that your ideas can involve repurposing and you might also want to have some that are specifically created for the platform. Obviously, if you want to make it easier on yourself, you want to do more micro content that's repurposed. And when you plan out what each piece of content will look like, it might help if you also add a few notes on, you know, whether you need to create a graphic for it or if you need to source an image, if you need to film, if you're sort of talking to camera or you're doing like B-roll footage, what's that going to look like? Just so that when you come to do it, again, you're not sitting there thinking of ideas, you can spend your time actually creating And once you've got all those ideas fleshed out, it's just a case of putting them into whatever planning method you like, whether that's Notion or Asana or Google Calendar. Um, Personally, I really like having it electronically because I will sometimes change my mind and I'll talk about this a bit later. Um, And so having it electronically means you can just move it around. Um, And then the most important thing, of course, is scheduling in time to actually work on the content. Because making this plan is not the same as executing it. And it doesn't matter how flash your plan looks. If you don't actually make the content, then it's a waste of time. So in a nutshell, let me repeat the process again. Big list of ideas based on your content pillars and the things that your dream people are looking for help with. Number two, figure out the number of pieces of content you need for a particular time frame and what platforms you're going to focus on. 
Three, plan out individual ideas for your macro content and make sure you put down things like the purpose, where people are on their buyer journey, the main points you want to cover, potentially what you're promoting, what you're linking back to. Repeat this for your micro and sharing content and focus on repurposing that macro content so you can make your life easier. And then plot it all out, schedule in time to actually make it simple. Um, This is a process that you can tweak and change to suit your own style, something that you can repeat as well every month, every quarter, every few weeks based on your planning style. You could also tailor it to something like a launch period as well. I would use the same process for a launch period. I'd also love to finish by saying, reiterating, you can be flexible with this plan. If inspiration strikes, don't be afraid to move things around. Like I said before, I am that person. And if I try to stick too rigidly to a plan, I get really annoyed at myself and then I don't want to do it. So I do like to go with the flow a little bit. Ultimately, you get to decide on what your marketing looks like and you can do it in a way that makes it enjoyable for you. So you can stick to the plan if you need that. You can be a bit flexible with it if you need that. I would love to know if you found this process helpful. Please do share and tag me on Instagram if you're sitting down and using it to plan your content for the quarter ahead. I'll be there cheering you on. I'm at word by word storytelling on Instagram and I would love to see your planning in progress. And speaking of the last quarter of the year, I can't believe we're here, but now is also an excellent time to book in a copy edit. That is my website auditing service for people who have written their own website. And this would be the time to do it if you want to refresh your website in time for Christmas sales. If you're a product-based business, that's going to be super important. Or if you want to start the new year fresh as a service-based business. Um, So the copy edit is delivered within a week. So you can make those changes really quickly. And if you would like to head into 2024 with consistent blogging or emailing, then I would also love to chat uh, through whether outsourcing that process could help you. So I'll share a link in the show notes where you can book a free connection call with me if you'd like to chat through some of the options for having me write for your business. And so I would absolutely love to dive into that with you. So thank you again for joining me on this episode and I'll be back in your feed shortly. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Content Etc. If you head over to wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash blog, you'll find a blog version of this episode. There'll be links to anything I've mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by tagging me in your stories on Instagram, where I'm at wordbywordstorytelling. And let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode. If you know someone who would enjoy listening to the show, please tell them about it. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful forms of podcast recommendation. Make sure you're following the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it drops.